Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you here on a Friday morning that is a not only uh, the start of your weekend, but the start of the college football season for all intents and purposes. And we could not be more glad that you are joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I could have gone for some coffee. I woke up early today. You need a little afternoon pick me up. I need something, man. I need you know, just mainline it, just right into the veins. It needs to go in the veins yeah. so you can have a direct impact. We need to figure out a coffee IV system. That's a million dollar idea, in my opinion. Let's send that over to Shane and you get know, that going. You know, you know, like or, or even better, we could go a step further. You're like you really need it, right? You really need the caffeine. You need like the espresso. Remember on Pulp Fiction, where he jabs in the heart with right, the adrenaline right shot. In the heart. Same thing. Straight straight caffeine into the heart. It works. It worked. Woke, woke Uma Thurman right up. Now, I, I don't know A brew adrenaline shot. I don't know if that's entirely safe. I don't know if that's I, FDA my, approved. My guess, and I'm, I'm just guessing because I don't know for sure, there might be an additional training day for the brewistas to understand you know, where the heart is and how to get it in without cracking the ribs and things like that. Well, somebody has to test that out, and I think you're the man for the job. Do you, if you think my heart is strong, I don't know if I'm the guy. <laughs> you know who I would get? Joel Coleman. Drinks yeah. it every day. Let's just go with him. Healthy guy. Strong, healthy, young guy. Yeah, we're, 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 we're making Joel A our guy guinea we're pig willing here. to sacrifice. We're making him our guinea pig, or as Yancey Porter would say, our Jenny pig. Nice. There we go. Our pre-Madonna. I forgot about that. We're off to a good start. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to grab national championship merchandise of the highest quality. Call them. Call them. Go to their website today at collegecornerstore.com or head over to one of their two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Maroon and White national championship merchandise. You can't get enough of it. We talked to John Cohen today on Sports Talk Mississippi, and he made mention of how local vendors are just cleaning up uh, with national championship merchandise. If you haven't got yours yet, what are you waiting for? Head up collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Your southern favorites turned into Mexican classics, or however you want to turn that around. I keep messing up. I keep mixing up the, the words there. I'm never sure which ones are the classics and which ones are the favorites. It doesn't matter though. Just make up your own words. That's what I do. That's what I do here. I just, I just, I, I speak extra, extemporaneously. Yeah. Who, who is gonna say no? I mean, who's gonna say you're wrong? I don't know. Don't know the answer to that. Well, the answer to what is Starville's best Mexican restaurant? That's Humble Taco. They're on University Drive. A unique menu full of great stuff that you're gonna love. Next time you're in Starville, check them out if you haven't already. That's Humble Taco. Robbie Falk. Today, Friday, two twenty-five p.m. You will be at the Mississippi State University practice fields to witness a football practice. 
for the first time. We will. This will be the first time MSU Media has witnessed a practice in a long, long time, and the first time they've spoken to uh, to Coach Mike Leach in person since I would uh, guess signing day. Maybe uh, spring. One of the scrimmages, either one of the scrimmages. That's right. There was or, yeah. This past yeah, the scrimmage, scrimmages they did, but they, the they post game of the of the spring game they did not. They did not. Yeah. So. But you're right. I forgot that we had sort of a moment of. Of, of 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 brilliance there yes. of putting us back in there, but for the most part, this is the first time, and you know this is his first real fall practice camp or fall camp practice training camp practice. Um, you know his first off season comes to an end. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. I won't be there for the first one. I'll be there on Saturday. You know, let's 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 talk about this. They said on on the, on the email that we're not allowed to wander. That they're going to have us sort of herded off into one area, whatever. If you could wander, where would you start? What do you want to see? I want to see. I want to watch the the quarterbacks and the wide receivers first and foremost, and then I want to see. I don't really learn much from the offensive linemen, really. Maybe the defensive backs um, to see how they're coming along. So I want to see. DeCamerion Richardson. I want to see Jalen Green. I want to see guys that are not the usual suspects. And I realize Jalen Green is, has kind of become one of the usual suspects, but we haven't seen him so much just yet. But we know about Emmanuel Forbes. We know about Martin Emerson. What's that second tier look like at cornerbacks? What's DeCamerion Richardson look like? Mm-hmm. Um, at safety, has Colin Duncan gotten better? Sean Preston? Is Fred Peters back? To 100, percent does he look really good? Mm-hmm. I want to see what those defensive backs look like and and kind of how things are coming. I would I would like to see how Zach Arnett does things at practices because we haven't seen this team practice at all. We saw scrimmages, which is kind of a glorified practice, but we haven't seen this team go through a true practice. Um, you know, drills, two minute drills, the uh, all the stuff that they do in practice, we have not seen this staff uh, go to work at the practice type atmosphere. So I'm really excited about that. And by the time it's like fourth or fifth practice, we'll start getting tired of it. Yeah, because it'll be the same thing over and over. Right, right, right. But for right now, I just want to have a glimpse and I watch perfect, people play football. If we had one practice to watch, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. But they've given us the opportunity to watch more than one, which I'm entirely grateful. It appears for. that we're going to get to watch some all the way up to school starting, basically. Um, I'm the opposite of you, by the way. I would, I, you know, and I don't know how much you could tell with with no pads on. But after the quarterbacks, I'm going straight to the offensive line because that's the question I have. I mean, if they're not any better, I just know. don't know how to gauge if they're any good when they do that when the the drills that they do when they yeah. fire off and stuff at each other. Well, I mean, how much hard. firing off are they actually going to do? In, yeah. You know, in terms of you know, it's the offensive line, they're going to be pass blocking. Yeah. Um. And, and you're right. You know. And I'm not saying I, I can gauge it any better than you. But I, I feel like you can at least get an idea of who's winning one-on-ones and things of that nature. You know, if Charles Cross is getting consistently beaten by one of his teammates, that doesn't give you a lot of hope. But if, yeah. he's, if he's consistently holding guys out and, and, and looking good and standing people up, then I feel really good about that. I guess my, my thing is I don't really know how this practice is laid out. Mm-hmm. Whenever we watched Dan Mullen's practices, everybody was split up into different groups. Same and they all did the yeah. same thing. Moorhead was a little bit different. They would rotate in stations. That's true. So they would go to diff- – and it was kind of weird. Uh, I never really – I don't know if that was that effective. 
But, you know, one group would go to the wide receivers you coach. You're telling me that guy didn't know quite what he was doing there? Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, that that was a weird practice to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not seen much of Leach. So, I, like I said, I'm really excited to, to see how that transpires. The other uh, thing I'd want to see at practice, just for me, is I guess I'm going over to the linebackers because I want to see how Zach Arnett coaches. Yeah, I've obviously seen him in front of the podium or behind the podium, but what's he like out actually out there on the practice field? Does he encourage his guys, or is he just constantly? You are literally the worst person I've ever met. I forgot to ask Aaron Burley that question. I was going to ask him. Yeah, if if, if this is a work, I asked him. What did, what did he say? He basically said that he's a lot of it is what you see is what you get. Nice, but but at the same time, you know, he's not down on his guys either he's not telling them but he is like we have to get better we have to get better we have to get better yeah so you know constant improvement would be his watchword there and i think that's that's how you have to be with with college players you can't let them get you know still a phrase from tanner allen you can't get too high or too low you got to constantly be looking to improve while at the same time you got to encourage the guys and things like that i think he's probably a little more even keel than what we usually see if I had to guess. Where do you feel, you know, starting this practice, where do you feel confident? I feel confident in the wide receivers, I, th- I think. Okay. Um, I think there's a, there's enough guys returning from there last year, and they've added some pieces. That group should be pretty good. And I think the safeties are going to be really good. Um, I, I like the guys that are coming back there. There's and a lot of guys. There's a lot of yeah. depth. Well, the thing is, last year – you played so many guys that had hardly ever played before, and now you bring back C.J. Morgan, who is a six-year guy. He hadn't played in a couple years, but um, or in a year, I guess. But he's still a veteran player back there, and you, you, you feel pretty good about his leadership back there. Uh, Fred Peters is a, a, a veteran as well. So – I feel like those two guys kind of spearheading that, plus the guys that are going to be rotating with them that got all those reps last year, they should be in good shape. And I feel really good about their top two corners. Their backups, mm-hmm. that remains to be seen. But the they, top two corners, you feel really good about those State guys. State could be really strong in the secondary this year. Yeah. Especially if, if everybody's healthy. If everybody stays healthy and if they can get another cornerback or two to just play at a reasonably good level. You know, and I don't know who who's the fourth corner in there. Verge, I don't. Size Verge. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who honestly, there were times last year where he made some plays, but there were some times last year he looked really lost. Yeah, I mean, he got an interception against LSU, yeah. and then the next game he Arkansas, really struggled. He struggled a lot, and then that, and then that's where Forbes, Forbes, sort of Forbes slid in there, and he took over that spot. But you need depth mm-hmm. there because you you can't just expect that everybody's going to be healthy. I feel like running back's a spot where I can be confident in the talent. Yeah. But I, I don't know about about the production. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I know those guys are good players, but it's going to be... You know they're going to be better than they were last do they, year. And do they have opportunities to show that? Are we going to find ways to, to... You know, if you're Mike Leach, are you going to find ways to highlight what you've got there? And I think that's getting marks out into space and letting Dylan Johnson sort of be your between-the-tackles guy. Um and, and you know, not that Johnson can't make some explosive plays, and not that Marks can't run tough yards in the middle, but I think you've got a real thunder and lightning, no pun intended, kind of combo here. You know, how do you how do you make that work? You know, I, I think Marks is probably going to catch another 50, 60 balls this year, but he needs to catch fifty or sixty balls for five hundred, six hundred yards. Not uh, three yards a catch. Not three yards a catch. And then they, Dylan Johnson. 
they got to put him in better situations. If so. that happens, the running stuff will take care of itself, I think. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's when you can utilize your passing game like a running game. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I've always said about right. this offense. Just dumping not, it off. And yeah. I've always said this about this offense. It's, it's a common mis- – it's, 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 everybody thinks that this offense is just dropping back and passing 60 mm-hmm. times a game, and there's no rushing element to it. But a lot of what they do with these dump-off passes and things like that, they work a lot like a run. Um, and that's not always the case. They, the the dump-off might be worse than a run. Um, whenever we, when we saw that last year, whenever you're going through your prog- your progressions and you're dumping it off and there's someone right there in front of Marks' face. But if you're getting you know the quick strike to the running back on a swing pass or uh, you know even lining up the running back in a slot and, and throwing a quick pass – that work or dump or you know a, a a dump off or something like that. That works like a run like a run, and that's how you need to get these running backs involved. And you can get them involved with with the run game, uh, you know, ten or twelve times a game. But this offense can still be very productive by dropping back and, and passing sixty times a game uh, and getting those running backs involved in, in a different kind of way and. They're very important to this offense. People act like this is not uh, offense fit for a running back. I disagree with that. I think it it does some good things for the running back position. Yeah, and especially this day and age, when you look at the Alvin Kamara's and um, guys like that that have mm-hmm. gotten into the NFL that they're lining up at slot, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of different things with. That that's going to be valuable for NFL teams when when a running not back only can do that, that and this is what I said last year about Kylan Hill before it all sort of went the hell with him was that you get less carries. Yeah, I feel like carries are like miles on a tire. You only got so many before the tire comes off, and that was an opportunity for him to say, "Look, you know, I I, I got a, f- a full year of production and I got plenty of catches and catches and carries just aren't the same thing in terms of the the abuse you take on a running back getting tackled on a catch usually getting brought down by like one guy yep. a lot of times they're going to be able to run out of bounds whereas a carry up the middle you're taking contact the whole way through running in between the tackles is much different it's much different when you're meeting a middle linebacker right. at the line of scrimmage right. as opposed to hitting a cornerback exactly. in the flats exactly so you have an opportunity if you're a running back to get to to be able to showcase yourself without taking the same amount of punishment that you would in a normal, you know, going to run the ball, you know, 50% or more system. Yeah. So I feel confident in those two guys. I feel confident. In them. And then, you know, there's young guys there. And we'll talk about that in just a second, some, some of the new faces on, on, on this roster. But I think there's talent in that group. But like I said, it's, they've got to be more productive this year. They just have to be. And then, of course, that all sort of centers around Will, Will Rogers and the quarterbacks. And you sort of hit on that, you know, that's where everybody's going to be watching. Uh, to see how those guys do, I'm very interested to see how Mike Leach coaches these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had this reputation of a you know quarterback savant and and been able to take guys who you know by and large weren't the most highly recruited players in college football and turn them into four thousand plus yard passers. Uh, so you know, I want to see, I, I want to watch Mike Leach coach. I feel like that's a, a, a sort of a thing that not everybody's had the chance to do. This guy's one of the best coaches in college foot in college football. In terms of X's and O's and schemes and things like that, we we we're gonna get to see a little bit of that this weekend. I would re- I really want to see him in that element. You know, we've seen him joking around and being funny at the podium and all that stuff, but we haven't got a chance to really hear him communicate with his players, uh, to communicate with his staff, run a practice, things like that. 
Uh, at the end of the day, this is an old-school coach that I think it's reflected in, in the way that his teams practice and things like that. It's, it's really interesting to match up what you hear from players about how Mike Leach is as a coach to what you see from him in a press conference setting or something like that. Yeah. Because it doesn't it doesn't match. Yeah. You're right. Um he is a legitimate old school soul. Right. That um there's not many of these kind of coaches left on planet Earth because players just don't a lot of times players just don't adapt to that anymore. Mm-hmm. They they run from that. Yeah. So um you know he still has the that old school mentality. Uh, as a head coach, I'm interested to see how that how that plays out and what that looks like in a practice setting. I am too, and and the same with Arnett too. Yeah, we've talked about it so many times that I mean, he just crushes them when when we get the chance to talk to him. What is he like as a coach when he's out there talking to his guys? Hopefully, we will get to some idea of that. Let's move on into the second half of the show. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. So let everybody know, Welcome Home Beef. You buy it at Val's Marketplace in Starkville. Don't go to University Drive anymore. Somebody somebody probably drove here from Jackson. Uh, somebody to, tweeted at me today. They were like, hey, uh, went to Welcome Home Beef to buy some steaks, and they weren't there. They go out of business. And I'm just like, do you not listen to the podcast? He even tagged you in Welcome Home Beef. And, and yes. So yes. He must be one of those, the, the serial 30-second pressers. Got to listen to the ad sometimes, guys. You know, Sometimes there's, there's valuable information here. Uh, and that information is that go to Val's Marketplace, buy yourself some steaks, some burgers, some roasts, or some other great co- tri-tips, beef ribs. It's all there in the meat counter. And all you've got to do is, if you want something that you don't see, talk to the butchers there, talk to Billy, talk to Ronnie, and they will take care of you uh, with with your order. So, welcome home, beef. And that's not just in Starkville, of course. Louisville, Bahalia, Pontiac. Uh, New Albany, all over the state of Mississippi, you're seeing welcome home beef. If your grocery store doesn't carry welcome home beef, well, you need to find out why. Call your local grocer and call Welcome Home Beef, 662-268-8148, or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District in Starkville, Mississippi, a place like none other. Not just barbecue. Don't don't think that when you head over to Two Brothers. It is smoked southern soul food, a great menu. There's lots of options there, lots of great choices for you. Great big patio for you to sit outside, enjoy some not bad weather here on a, in the middle of you know it's the start of August. Normally it'd be 916 degrees, give or take a few, but it's actually been okay. Apparently that that's coming back. I so. know, I know. This is that little sip of fall that you get every year. Yeah, and so, then we, and then we get the football season in the in the first three weeks, and yeah. we're all dying. I, I don't need to buy it. I just want to taste it. That's that's what this is. Just right let now. us have a taste. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, I'd like to have a taste of two brothers if we can get that make that happen for me. So. Next time you're over at uh, in Starkville, you make sure you're stopping at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems takes care of you with a two-way plan. They've got an incredible selection of products, services, everything a business needs to operate with more profits and less problems. They back and then they back everything they sell up with incredible customer service, the kind you would expect from your next door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is. They are a local business first and foremost. They do business with Mississippians in the state of Mississippi and have been doing that. For over 45 years. You call them today, find out how you, they can work for you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. The Giants are down 4 nothing, top of the ninth. Come back to win 5-4. That makes me happy. Nice. Another series win. The Yankees have won 7-10. Looking good. 
Yeah. Maybe this, we can finally have that. So that I always said about the Giants winning the World Series three times in the in the decade. It never felt. It, I was great to win them. Yeah. Always happy. But they never beat the Red Sox or the Yankees. And I was like, I felt a little cheated on that. Well, the Yankees haven't really been relevant for the last twelve years. Yeah, I mean oh, they're I still relevant as a in franchise. 10, but in ten, they were they had won the world's what two thousand nine. I think they won the last World Series. So yeah, the next year and they lost to the Rangers in the NL the ALCS. I want to say. Yeah, so, I, think, I think that's right. You know, just, it was they, so they close. just they haven't been they haven't been great yeah. since. They they just Same haven't with, really the been the Red Sox. They just you know whatever. All right, uh, I mentioned it a second ago. Who are some new faces you'll have an eye on this weekend? Yeah, that that is going to be something I, I really want to watch. Last time I remember going to several practices in the preseason was 2013, and immediately people that jumped off the field was Chris Jones, mm-hmm. Deronia Wilson, mm-hmm. guys like that. Like you knew that those guys were going to be special right away. Right. That's what I want to see. Is anybody going to jump off the field immediately okay. when I when I see them on the field? Who who is going to be the guy that that jumps jumps out there and is really impressive? Teddy Knox could that was be the one first of those. name I wanted. I thought you would say um, a, a guy with legit four four speed. Can he crack into the rotation year one? It's it's going to be um, it's going to be a, a big learning curve for these guys. But I feel like wide receiver is the spot. That could see a guy emerge. Um, you know, if Jacoby Moore was already here, he's a guy I would say watch out for. But we don't know when he's going to be here. He's still trying to get some academic things cleared off. So uh, you know, we're waiting on him. Who else? Uh, Albert Reese. He's a guy that is just a massive human being. How does he look with everybody else? Does he look like a freshman? Because Charles Cross looked like a freshman. Yeah. When he first came in, he was and he was light. Yeah. Does this guy look the part mm-hmm. this week? That's what I want to see. Is he? A He's guy an intriguing in guy that. And I, I was talking to another guy on the beat. We were talking about uh, you know who is the backup for Charles Cross, and I said it's probably Cam Jones. He's probably the backup at either tackle, but Cam Jones is not a left tackle. No, they would probably like for Albert Reese to be that guy, and then just sort of you could redshirt him if you need him, but he might be a guy who plays all twelve games as a freshman this year. If he if he's ready to go, like you said, if he if he can look the part, he could be. Uh, I you know it's going to be interesting to see how that rotation works. If they get a tight group and they feel good about the guys that they have in place, it'd be nice just to have that that core in there. Um, because last year they had you know kind of a revolving door over there at right tackle um, and things like that. But yeah, you know that that's I, I'm really excited to see the new faces. It's always fun to see the new guys. Yeah, I agree. And see how they fit in. What Sawyer Robertson look like? Yeah, that's the uh, one, right? John Lewis. How does he How does he fit in with the defense? Can he get on the field year one? Feels like that that he can. Here's a guy I'm really intrigued about. Okay, Katravian Hargrave. Interesting. So I, I mentioned the running backs. He and Simeon Price. Yeah. So people forget that Hargrove was a four-star running back. He was a guy that had some offers early on. I think he went ended up committing to to La Tech. Yeah, tore his ACL. Everybody kind of backed off of him, but he came back from that ACL, ran track last year, and mm-hmm. was like blazing. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously a very talented kid, and was thought very highly of, or he wouldn't have been a four-star recruit. 
this might end up being the the major sleeper and steal of the class for Mississippi State. If they could have snuck in there and gotten yeah. a guy like this uh, to kind of bridge the gap there with those those for other freshmen, um, I don't know if he's going to be ready to play this year. And you don't really need him, but I, I'm really intrigued by that kid. I, I think that he's he's got. It's a interesting to, be to hear you good. say that. Yeah, it's a guy. You know, especially when you consider that two three months ago they were talking about him not even being you know part of the roster just yet a gray shirt or a blue shirt, blue shirt or, yeah. or whatever you want to call it so that's it's interesting to hear you say that Knox is a guy I obviously have eyes on Robertson is a guy I certainly will have eyes on John Lewis is is, is definitely one I think he's a, a I think he's a guy who could play a good a good bit as a because they, they need some linebackers they, they they need a little more depth yeah and if he's as talented as it seems he is I mean people forget I'm correct me if I'm wrong he's state's highest rated recruit last year right or is like second, I think. Is he think behind he Robertson? Behind Sawyer Robertson. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, one but or two blew up late. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just had such a. Those big are the year. guys I tend to have some some faith in. Guys who blow up. You know, guys who are four stars from the time they're sophomores all the way through the senior. I feel like they were good as sophomores. Yeah. And then that you know how much more evaluation are you really giving them? But a guy who's who's late, that's somebody you ha- you obviously watch the film on. When they blow up, I got like Chris Jones, and that's like and it worked. And I was that 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 was correct. And DeCamerion Richardson's like that too. Yeah, he was a guy that blew up real late. Mm-hmm. And Gabe Brooks, our guy in Louisiana, he does Louisiana and Texas for two four seven evaluations. He loves that kid. He th- he he just thought the world of that kid, and he rated him higher than any other site. I think. Yeah. Um. So that's I think he's probably going to be your third cornerback this year. So. Mm-hmm almost plays out like a freshman. We haven't seen him that much. He played in seven games last year, but mostly special teams. So I'm I'm intrigued to watch him. I, and I want to see those front seven guys that they've had, especially at linebacker, Nick Mitchell, Tamar Rogers, Ty Cooper. What are those guys going to look like? Um, Deontay Anderson, that was a late get from Mississippi State out of Florida, yeah. defensive end. They added some good pieces on the defense in that front seven. Let's see what they look like this week. Last question here. Can we learn anything over the next three days? I think we can. Okay. I think we can. I, um, you know, uh, the coaches learn stuff about kids every day at practice, and I think we can we can start spotting players that are, that are flashing. I'll go back to Tavez Calhoun's redshirt freshman year, and everybody was talking about that kid and how he looked at practice. And you go watch a little bit of practice, and you see he's starting to make plays out there. Um, this these are the these are the practices where those guys start jumping in there and impressing coaches and making moves up the depth chart and you start generating a little buzz around those guys. So, I think we can learn a lot about those type of players. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll learn a lot about the guys that have already been here. I think the quarterback battle we we might start seeing that shape out. Who looks the best? Maybe into next week. I think for sure we're going to start seeing. One guy getting more reps than others, and I think, I think it's better for Mississippi State if Will Rogers grabs that. Okay, explain. Will Rogers is going to be the future of Mississippi State football quarterback, or he's not. Mm-hmm. That sounds stupid to say, but Jack <laughs> Abraham is not. Jack Abraham is not going to be here moving forward. Okay, so. Next year it's going to be Will Roberts, Will Will Rogers, and Sawyer Robertson mm-hmm. going head to head. So, and your confidence in Will starts waning if he doesn't win this quarterback battle. 
I, I we talked about that all the other day on Sports Talk that if Will Rogers wins this battle and is the starter of the whole year, he's the starter for the next three years. Yeah, but possibly to, to sort of go with what you said there, what happens if Robertson wins it? I don't. I don't foresee that happening. I I just don't. I think that. I think that it's just going to be too late in the process for him to jump. The in only there way he can win out. it is to be insanely more talented yeah. than the other guys. And I feel like he's he's more talented than them from an arm talent standpoint. But we're talking like Trevor Lawrence, Kelly Bryant. Game. Yeah, I mean he's going to he's going to have to get in here and just be just grasp the offense immediately yeah. and and not be yeah. worried about the speed of the game because that's something and, we don't talk about is the speed and has to show some leadership too. Yeah, he does. So um, and I think. You can't discount. Bill. You can't discount that with with Will. I know yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people rag on his arm. I, I do think Jack probably has a better arm, mm-hmm. but the leadership ability that he has, and the fact that he did this last year in the SEC, mm-hmm. I don't think that that can be taken lightly. I think you have to acknowledge that. Uh, acknowledge him. So, in my opinion, we need to make is, some T-shirts. Will Rogers' <laughs> yeah. face. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. That a tough. Yeah, so in my opinion, and it's not a slight towards Jack at all, I, you know, the best man is going to win this, but I think for the future of Mississippi State, for the future of Will Rogers, he needs to grab that starting spot. Feels and then like, you have a solid backup in, in Jack Abraham. It feels like if, if, if Jack wins the job, that Rogers might be out. Like he might go. Yeah, I mean, my, and, and my, confidence, take over next year. my confidence in him would be shot. And yeah. I think a lot of people's would. I agree. If you couldn't beat out. Jack Abraham, how are you going to beat out Sawyer one of the highest-rated yeah. quarterbacks they've signed? No, you're right. So, and a, and a guy that's that's played in the air raid in high school, and I mean that coach at Cor, what is it, Coronado? Coronado, yeah. That coach there like worshipped Mike Leach. His, yeah. his entire program was built around Leach's air raid and what Leach did at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So. That kid's not going to be surprised by anything. Just he like should know the offense. Will was, but it's just the speed of the game. I think is what's going to get Sawyer. I think I think he's going to hit a little bit of a wall. Just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he might hit a little bit of a wall in this fall camp, mm-hmm. but by next year he should be a legitimate contender for that starting spot. We'll see what happens. If he let me put it this way, if, if he's playing this year, I don't think it's a good thing for Mississippi State. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Make sure you're following Robbie and I all week, uh, or if you're not already on Twitter, because there'll be plenty of content there from practice. I will not be filming yeah, we can't drops by no. the wide receivers <laughs> like Tyler Horka. <laughs> we can't do any live video, isn't that correct? I guess. I, can we do Can we do video but not live video? How does that work? I don't know. I will, well, I'll have they'll to tell clari- us all. I'll, I'll have to clarify us. that with Brandon tomorrow. We'll get it all figured out, guys. And, of course, then Sunday we will be on here to wrap up the weekend of practice, and we'll talk about that. So just go ahead and we'll plan to record after Sunday's practice, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have plenty to talk about, obviously. Sounds good to me. Guys, have a great weekend, uh, and we will be back with you very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.